The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez, Rev. Skip Jennings, and Faith Rivera. Skip Jennings. And we are short one person this week. Big shout out to our sister Faith Rivera, who's in sunny Las Vegas with her parents celebrating and doing what the folks do in Vegas. That's right. When I hear the word Vegas, I'm always reminded of the tagline, what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yes. And you know, (laughs) spiritually, spiritually, there's a there's a unity minister that says what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. Wow. Yeah, the spiritual teaching to be clear, right? To have clarity. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> we should have something like that for the show, right? What happens on Voices of Unity stays on Voices of Unity. But also please share with so your friends. <laughs> hey, how you doing? You had the you had Sunday off. How was I your did. Sunday? It was fantastic. And you know, and I miss my people. I miss my community. It's you know, that's where I belong on Sundays. Um, but you know, it's also really nice. I think it's it's great for the community to have a guest speaker. We had the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck, who is you know known for his metaphysical teachings, and he's got lots of books out there about the twelve powers and heart centered metaphysics. And uh, he's one of my first teachers in Unity, um, and he has been associated with Unity Church of Overland Park for many many years. And so it was great to you know, to give space for him to be back with the community and, and that kind of thing. So it's well, all so good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. How was your weekend? 
You know, it was a little bit of work and a little bit of um, trying to uh, find some balance in my life. I was teaching at a fitness convention. It's the Idea Fitness Association. And I taught for uh, for Idea for years. And I took um, about five years off to complete ministerial studies and to complete my, um, my thesis. And it was the first time returning. And I got a chance to talk about meditation and movement and how we connect with the body temple and what's really happening when we're actually working out we're actually connecting with god some people understand that some people don't and it was an overwhelming amount of positivity and acceptance and where i was a little bit nervous rev i gotta say i was a little bit nervous because um i love to compartmentalize Mm. this is my fitness skip skip fitness and rev skips on this side but there was a moment where spirit just says be just be who you are. And I just freed myself up and whatever came out was from the divine. And so many people were so grateful for the session. So I had a great weekend. Yes. Well, I also got to go ding, 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 ding. Cause you said the word, you said free freedom. We're talking all about freedom this week. So that was a perfect tea up. We just did an alley-oop. You went up and I'm slam dunking it. I love it. I <laughs> Which love is great it. because I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, I haven't met you in person yet, but I'm pretty sure you're taller than me. It's probably just a fact. <laughs> So I like that I put myself as in the position of the slam dunk. <laughs> but we're in freedom, right? Freedom from the struggle is our topic for today. Oh, to be struggle free. Oh what, what do you What do you know about that? <laughs> I'm clear about a quote of Buddha that says that you know pain is inevitable, but but suffering is optional. And so oh, for wow. me, slow down, slow down. You got to say that again. Let that just sit right there. Let me take a sip of water. (laughs) Let's let's slow it down. Um, Pain is inevitable, but suffering's optional. That's good. That's good. Just me about pain. It's a part of our human incarnation. We're going to experience it, but how we go through it is going to be our choice. Um, and the suffering, I believe, is something that we learn to do and we choose to stay in it. And yes, trust me, life can be challenging at times. And we go through heartaches of breakup, losing a job, not having money. We go through losing people in our lives. And um, that is real. It has been real in my life. But we do have the tools so we don't suffer through it. Is is Am I clear on that? Am I making any clarity yeah. there? Oh, yeah, you are. Well, you know, it makes me think of, um, like, young kids, like toddlers, young kids. They fall, they get hurt. And and you will see parents will say, like, don't react. Because they'll get up, they'll, you know, wipe themselves off and keep on playing. But so what you said is, like, we learn to suffer. Like, the suffering part is something we learn to do. And and in those early years, those formative years, often we learn it by other people's reaction. They'd say people teach us how um, how to feel, right? So, yeah, it, it's not to say it didn't hurt. But a lot of times kids will just get up and, you know, dust off the knees and, and, and keep going. Um, but if there's a lot of commotion created about it, then, then they play the part because they, they feel that assignment, right? That sacred assignment of you are suffering now and you must be in pain and the, the tears come and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and not to say that that's, um, you know, I shame anyone for that, for that kind right. of response at all. Um, but it just made me think of that when you said, you know, that we learn 
we learned that suffering part. And then the other side of, of that, and maybe we'll talk about it later on, there's the side that we don't want to speak of our pain, so we pretend it's not there. So if I don't, if I don't talk, Repression. if I don't say, it, right, if I say I'm good, and someone yeah. asks me how you doing, I'm good. Although inside I'm suffering. And that is a form of enslavement as well, personal enslavement, that I don't have the freedom to say to you, Rev, I'm hurting today. Yeah. Well, Are that's just, hurting? yes. It's And that's an inner violence. I always describe that as an inner violence. Wow. Because mm-hmm. you're... you're I'm creating more violence to yourself by, by pushing that down. And so in that example, I just gave, you know, of a child, you know, it's not to say that, um, you know, depending on the boo-boo and the owie, you know, it's not to say that there's not space, you know, to express that pain. Um, but it's that, um, oftentimes we lose what's authentic, um, in, in, uh, the face of what we think other people expect our response to be. And, And you're describing that from the very mature adult level as well, that, um, you know, we might think that we need to say we're okay. And, yeah, and it, there is a third aspect to it as well. Do you want to hear the third one? I do. Bring it. <laughs> I've learned, and this is all from self-reflection of what I've done when I've gone through some pain. I will use the pain to be the victim to get um, compassion, for to get attention. So I will milk it. We say, don't be milking them. My mom would say, don't be milking that. <laughs> and I learned how to milk it to get attention. Yeah. And someone would say, how you doing? I'm going, yeah, you know, this is happening and this is happening. And I just continue to go into the spiral. And I think we, these are all just, there's no shame, like you said. Right. It's just awareness. There's no yes. right or wrong. It's just, aw- we're just being aware of when we're in the middle of a pain and how yeah. we're using that pain. Well, it's so interesting because, you know, you're describing there, there's a pre-existing pain to that. Like if you're milking it, the pre-existing pain is disconnection or loneliness or maybe feeling unloved or uncared for. And so um, so it's not to say like so when people say like, oh, they're faking it or they're milking it. There's a real pain there. It's just not yeah. what's being ex- expressed necessarily. But the pain is that that pain of disconnection. So there's still, you know, there's, uh, you know, back to Marianne Williamson, right? Everything is either an act of love or a call for love. And so if we can if we can see, um, see the bigger picture, see, you know, what's behind that um, story, so to speak. And um, see that there is a deeper pain that's that's being expressed. And we get to continue to explore and self-reflect and open ourselves up for awareness of when we're either being in the victim of the pain or we're denying the pain or, you know, we're suffering through the pain. That is the first step to alchemization, the first step to shifting it and healing Beautiful. I love the quote that you brought forward uh, from Myrtle Fillmore. Can you want to share that? Yes, and um, I need to pull it up into my yeah. book. Do you have it there? So yeah. Unity, I do. So Unity co-founder Myrtle Fillmore. Uh, you know, and some people would say, well, Myrtle was really the founder of Unity, and Charles came along. Charles came along for the ride, and you know, I mean, it's they were so they were married, they were working together. It's yeah, it's. Yeah, he was the entrepreneur, and but she she started the practice um, first, and he was inspired by that, and and really wanted to replicate what she was doing. So 
Um, this, I think, is a quote that you found from Myrtle Fillmore's Healing Letters. Just right. rest your mind and heart and emotions and body in God mind. And that's hyphenated God mind. Just rest your mind and heart and emotions and body in God mind. So, Rev, what is God mind for those who are listening? And, and, and they're going, well, I kind of get that, but I mm-hmm. kind of clarity so in your um what what is god mind in your words that you know that is the realm of all possibility that is the place of holiness that exists within each of us exists all around us everywhere present at all times and so you know when we're kind of like what you described that milking and experience or you know if we're disconnecting from um our pain and and engaging that inner violence or um or finding ourselves stuck in the struggle you know we have probably to a point have disengaged from the God mind. We have um, lost awareness of that connection. So what that invitation here uh, from Myrtle is to rest the mind, to, to bring the mind. And, and I love that she uses the word rest because mm-hmm. when you, when we hear the word struggle, there's a lot of like action. There's, you know, there, whether it's a resistance, there's some kind of engagement, entanglement, um, and energy and action that we're hearing in that. And she's saying, let go. She didn't say let go, but I'm adding that it's rest, rest your mind and heart and emotions and body, just like you talked about, right? It's the whole yeah. thing. You're not separating the body element from any of it. It's all together rest in God mind. So if I'm resting in God mind, which I'm understanding, I'm resting and releasing the struggle, um, I'm in a place of knowing that it's going to be okay. It's, yeah. it's okay now. It, it is okay. Everything is, yeah. it's, it's okay right now, right where I'm at. I'm experiencing this and God has not left me. God mm-hmm. is still with me. Um, and we can still experience um, some dis-ease, the dis-ease, the discomfort in the body, in the mind, I don't ever believe that we feel a dis-ease in spirit. Spirit is perfect, whole, and complete. So part of our work is aligning our our, our, our minds and our bodies with our spirit. Um, part of my dis-ease since COVID, and this is very interesting, and those who know I'm a personal trainer, has been around my body, has been around the 15, 20, my COVID-19 I put on right around my belly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I got my COVID weight and I'm I'm working to to remove that a little bit now to go back to more of a healthy way of living for me. And I know when I'm carrying this extra weight, it doesn't feel healthy to me. And that's just my my journey. But I've also started to break out in psoriasis, eczema on my yeah. skin. And it could yeah. be something I'm going to see a dermatologist. God is in the medicine. God is in, in the doctors. So mm-hmm. I was trying, oh, I'm going to put a little bit of cortisone here, a little bit of healing medicine here, pray it out. And it started to build. <laughs> it started to get, you know, and I just simply heard, go to the doctor, see what it is. Yeah. Go and it's okay. And so that was me releasing the struggle because I don't really like doctors. Mm-hmm. And I struggle going to um, a, a doctor and I just release it. It's going to be okay. I'm there with mm-hmm. you. God and I have these conversations all the time, Rev. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be with you in that office. So next Thursday, I'm going to see the dermatologist. I've never been to a dermatologist before, but yeah. I, I'm going to release a struggle and uh, go see this dermatologist. 
I love it. I love it. Right. It's like, and it really can be that easy. It doesn't feel like it when we're in the struggle because boy, we, we get really attached, you know, to it. Even, even if we're saying, you know, I'm in the struggle, I'm in this pain, I want out. We, we still get attached to even that like sort of feedback loop. You know, we're holding on with a death grip. I'm in pain. I'm in struggle. Somebody help me get out. And but you, but you're not letting go. <laughs> so like you're just holding on to it. And um, I have a dear friend um, who who passed away just before COVID hit, the Reverend Lonnie Vanderslice, and mm-hmm. she would she would speak this question: How can we make this easy? How can this be easy? Wow. How can this be you know, easy? That reminds me of of how can it be easy. I've heard other teachings. I don't know who have said this first, but I've heard it several times from different teachers um, saying that we hold on to the struggle or the suffering because that is our proof that we're still alive. Mm. We yeah. don't know how to live in the easy. We don't know how to live in the easy. We know how to live in the struggle. We know how to live in the struggle very well, but we don't yeah. know how to live in the easy. That's like... I'm going to have to think about that. Well, you know, it takes me right back to the birth canal, right? We come out in a struggle, right? It makes perfect sense. Our brains are immediately the first experience. We're coming out in a struggle, you know? So that makes sense. That that becomes then the pattern for life, for living, the proof that that we are here. And then then immediately we're hungry, you know? We, We need, we need, we want, we long for something and ultimately you know i think that's that ultimate need and longing is for god and that return to wholeness yeah but wow and I've asked, yeah i've asked you on this show before and this is something that we talked about a couple of months ago does transformation requires pain mm-hmm. remember we talked about that it was a couple yeah. of months ago. what did i say <laughs> reserve the right to change my mind so if you go back and listen to that episode you know what I was saying that day may not be what I'm about to say now <laughs> but I you know I love you know what you what you quoted the Buddha the Buddha like it's you know we are going to experience pain but we choose suffering and so but that's not really the same question as does transformation experience pain man or require pain that's um you know in light of what you're saying about like to prove that we're alive it's almost like to prove that there has been growth, mm. that maybe we need something to hurt, some shedding, um, that shedding experience. You know, does it hurt the caterpillar to become, you know, a butterfly? Because it's very violent, that yes. cocoon. It's yes. nip, it's wet, it's right. violent. They got to fight to get out another bird. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this question comes up and I've heard this teaching and it's in many songs, you know, every, you know, love song. You mu- We not- must know pain so that we may know love, mm-hmm. you know, or we must know the goodness of something. So we know, or the bad of something. So we know the good of something. So is it ingrained with us in our subconscious to know the good? We must have a s- different or an opposite kind of effect and so i'm going to go on the limb and saying no mm-hmm. we don't have to have because yeah. there's been moments i've stepped out my house and i think this is what you said too i've stepped into nature and i heard a bird sing and i went oh my god there's god yeah and i was transformed because of that bird and it didn't require pain didn't require pain 
you know, but it's like a, a like, so what were you transformed from in that moment? I, I think it was a deeper awareness that of the everywhere presence of God. It was a deeper awareness of that God is singing for me. Mm-hmm. It was a deeper awareness that, you know, God is for me. So I step out of my house, I hear a bird singing. So God is saying, here you go, mm-hmm. boo. I got you. Here you go. Enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy this song. Yeah. So I said, so the transformation is a deeper awakening of my oneness with spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I, and I, I think I'm remembering now when I said it, because I'm feeling it again, is that, um, it's not required because then that would be like saying that anyone who is pain free and living can't transform or can't experience some trans, you know, something, some growth, some spiritual growth. And I don't think that that can be true. Um, I think it is often um, pain becomes a catalyst for growth. Like, you know, like the whole idea of hitting rock bottom, you know, in addiction and recovery. It's, mm-hmm. it's that moment that really often sets people on a path to true recovery um, because you'll hear them, you know, people say after they relapse and relapse and relapse, it's not until they truly hit rock bottom that they're motivated enough to get out of that pain and truly um, go on that path of recovery. Now, is that I don't think that's, we don't have to, right? We don't have to hit rock, rock bottom. We don't have to have, you know, some painful traumatic experience in order to uh, receive the beauty of what you described of stepping out and, and seeing a beautiful bird and being reminded um, and being taken deeper into the awareness of God and the experience yeah. of God. It, it didn't have to begin with pain in order for you to move into that. Uh, so yeah. So let's speak to the challenges of of Earth School, and I, I'm I'm very very clear. Um, you know, I a friend of mine. I think I spoke about this last week. Uh, my friend Peggy Zimmerman, who's a practitioner at, at Agape, I've known her for over 15 years. Made her transition on the Fourth of July, and it, it really touched me in a deep way, and it triggered some type of a dark night of the soul. And I, I was going through it and I've been studying the dark night for a long time, but I went deeper into the, the, the book that Reverend Michael wrote, Michael Bernard Beck with spiritual liberation. And he talked about the dark night. So I've been praying about this and asking God, show me, why are we going through these challenges? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had this overwhelming feeling that we're here to learn how to make our way back to the stars, that each and every challenge or each and everything that we do is, 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 is helping us to know our divinity. I love what you said a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, you said that, you know, God doesn't give us these things so that we may, you know, have an awakening or whatever. I don't know how you put, I'm paraphrasing you, but you did say that we can find meaning in everything that we experience. Mm -hmm. And that shifted the way I saw, you know, these challenges. But I really truly believe that I, for me, I want to bring meaning to all these challenges that I've had in my life. I want to bring meaning. I want to bring meaning to each and every heartbreak that I've had. And I'm going to ask, why? Why is Peggy not here? And, and you know, she was doing so well with, with her cancer diagnosis. It was cancer-free for a very long time. It came back up and, you know, she was she it went to her brain and she made a transition. I experienced the pain of that. Yeah, I, I experienced it. So I want to ask God why. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, and that's the question, right? That's the million dollar question. If we could get an answer at any point in time, thank you, God, to that question. You know, that. When we cross over, do you think it's just going to drop, load right into yes. us? Like, we're going to go, oh, I, that's it. Thank yeah. you. Well, and, but I think we don't even have to wait that long. I think what you're saying is the key to that is that we are the meaning makers. And if we make a choice uh, to suffer, or we can make a choice to to make meaning of it. What what is the meaning? I mean, I had just mentioned my dear friend Reverend Lonnie Vanderslice. She three weeks from diagnosis of colon cancer to transition. Three weeks. And, wow. uh, you know, she had just been with her wife down in uh, Peru and hiking 14,000 feet. You know, this is, it was completely out of the blue and unexpected. And, um, you know, so that that path that you're talking about like we can make a choice to to make meaning as opposed to suffering and it's not a, a straight even path <laughs> like you know i think we dip we dip down we and we go sideways and a little here and there on our way to to, to make meaning because we begin to unpack all of those um hidden beliefs like why god i mean even asking that question there's there's uh there's looking for something to blame that there must be a reason for this when it very simply could be that there is no reason for it you know and yet we are meaning makers and we want what what we feel and what we experience to to have story and and that back to what you said about seeking uh life if we have story we have life and 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 we have meaning and and there's a purpose maybe built into all of that so um that all wrapped together becomes the freedom from the struggle and sometimes i think in the process when we think um when we experience that struggle of choosing to make meaning versus choosing suffering that that becomes like some sense of failure that I'm not experiencing my freedom because I'm lugging this really heavy suitcase along with me the whole time, you know, and it doesn't feel like freedom and it may, it may very well be freedom. It just isn't as easy as, you know, we would like to say it is. It's not all, um, well, I'm going to say rainbows and unicorns, but, (laughs) but that doesn't, you know, not in the way that means, you know, rainbows and unicorns are, you know, unicorns are living beings who bleed if you cut them. Right. I mean, don't come at me with that's a mythical creature. Don't come at me with that because it's real. So because we call it all real. the time. Yes, it, it comes with the unicorn all the time, yes, so we can yes, use it as well. Yes. You know what's so funny as we're talking. I I am very clear that we are the only species that can have an existential experience. Like a dog doesn't want to walk around going, "Why am I a dog?" Yeah. <laughs> a cat doesn't go around I going, "Why don't the cat fly?" Why don't the cats, you know, I just want to be friends. I just want to play box. Just want to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That music, that music means it's time for a break. So we'll be back and we're going to hear some music from our dear faith. And we'll continue talking about freedom from the struggle. What does it mean to be free? Glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
explore new thought philosophy, and a lot more. Welcome back to Voices of Unity. And we're back, Reverend Jackie Fernandez. Reverend Skip Jennings, we are back. <laughs> Talking about uh, freedom from the struggle. It is great because right before we came back, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and tell him myself. <laughs> Skip said, so how's, how's paleo going? Because I you know, started at the end of January. I started keto, keto diet, ketogenic diet. And then I switched about a month and a half ago now, I think, to paleo. But I'm doing this, you know, some, <laughs> like the upshot is, but I'm struggling. Ha ha. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Freedom from the struggle. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm struggling not, and it's not like, how can we make this easy? It's not a problem. It's, it's not a problem, but I feel less confident in just my food choices where I, I had keto down. I was in my creative jam with it. I, I knew what ingredients I needed and I could make art with those ingredients. And then as I switched, I was really happy with the variety that paleo got me, but I was still trying to do kind of a little bit of keto, which you know, there's this message inside my head that's like, but that's not keto. It's either it either it is or it ain't keto. <laughs> so, so I just have Girl, this lack of clarity. I am in the struggle with this. I am. So, what's my what's my way to to get free from this struggle? <laughs> I, you know, I had queued up some Myrtle Fillmore, and this is from a different book, How to Let God Help You. So, let's see how God can help me in this struggle. <laughs> And so um, she says, it is up to you to accept your God-given perfection for yourself. Put aside the past mistakes and the untrue suggestions and fix your undivided attention upon the creator of your inner pattern of perfection. I mean, right there, right? Fix your undivided attention upon the creator of your inner pattern of perfection. This is the secret of success. In all spiritual treatments, you must bring all of your mental attitudes, the centers of your consciousness, and even your physical structures to this high place in divine mind where you see as God sees. Oh, Myrtle! Oh, she gets me every time! So good! That's so good! You so and the, the Fillmore's were, you know, they they founded the first vegetarian restaurant in Kansas City. They were vegetarians. They they took, you know, body, mind, heart, spirit, all all of it. And um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I I can be in the flow with this and bless my food, whatever meal choices I'm making. I'm still choosing mindfully. I don't. Um, it's not like I feel like I've gotten off the track. I just don't feel that same flow of excitement about eating that I had. I love, um, you know, uh, keeping a true Lent, um, is my book, uh, Lent time where I'm completely vegetarian or vegan, um, pretty much vegan. I haven't done the last couple of years, but there is a pathway that Charles and Myrtle set up. Of, of reading and, and embracing vegetarianism and and the scriptures around it. And Keeping in True Lent is an incredible book. It it's is. really an incredible book. And then when I follow that, I come out of Lent, I feel so good in my body and my mind. My spirit is, is vibrating at a different level. And then automatically we go into Easter and then you just start to fill up with all the <laughs> 
Ham, sweet potato pie. <laughs> I know, I know. We have a song from Faith, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, no Resistance. No Resistance is the title of this song, and it's a good Jamaican, uh, you know, vibing summer song, Hawaiian. So let's let's hear it. Thank you, Jess. No resistance to you. So I heard uh, I ate a cheeseburger on the run. <laughs> Did I hear that lyric right? Did you hear that lyric? I ate a cheeseburger yeah. on the run. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, 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 she did. You know, but, you know, I'm listening to the song and I'm reminded of Job and how Job was just in it. I mean, in, in Job, you know, in the midst of his, his whatever you want to call it, his experience of, of, of losing his family and losing his children and losing his home and being homeless and his skin, he had boils. Job mm-hmm. went yeah. through it and he says, but God's enough. God's yeah. enough. And I hear the surrendering to everything that we are going through that this too is in God. And um, I mentioned her at the top of the show about going through a little bit of a dark night. And I'm not going to call it a little bit of a dark I'm going through a dark night, which is mm-hmm. lightening up now. I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing the light. And I've been writing, I've been reading uh, Spiritual Liberation by Michael Bernard Beckwith. At the very back of the book, the last chapter, it is The Dark Night of Soul. How do we maneuver through the dark night of the soul? And he writes this affirmation on 245, and he says this. This is the affirmation. I surrender to the alchemy of the dark night of the soul. I give my consent to its transforming touch and am patient in the midst of my discomfort. I am open, receptive, and resist not. Even now, I sense the soul activity taking place within me and am grateful for it. So even... Saying no resistance, do what you want with me, and and oh, I can be grateful for this. I, I gotta say, I'm not a hundred percent there today. Yeah, there are moments I am, 
But today, I just really be honest, I'm just, you know, but I do see where the alchemization is happening within me. Mm-hmm. I am coming out different. Um, but do with you what with me. Um, sometimes that's a hard mouthful to spit out. I mean, those are some words. Like, you know, it's like when Janice Stanfield wrote the song Bring It On, you know, <laughs> she was like, mm, you know. <laughs> I should have thought twice before I told the universe to bring it on. (laughs) And, you know, I think it made me think what you read there um, by Michael Beckwith. It's um, our suffering. So we we experience pain, but our suffering comes from what we think about our pain. It's a struggle. Our suffering is a struggle. Yeah. That's the, yeah, the struggle. That's the struggle is what we think, what we judge um, either about ourselves or others. You know, if we feel like someone has inflicted, pain upon us, our suffering becomes, you know, is, is fed by the judgments we have about the person or about what they said or what they did. Um, or in your case, you're experiencing loss and grief. And so the, the pain and the stress, if we just sit, you know, what I'm hearing him say, if we just sit in that and we sit in our gratitude for even be able to sit at all, even being able to sit at all. Mm. And, and the gratitude is, I am, for, for me, has been, I am grateful in this moment. And sometimes I can't even tell you what I'm going to be grateful for. And sometimes yeah. I don't need to. But yeah. just speaking it, the law of gratitude says that when we speak gratitude, we receive more to be more grateful for. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I can just be in the midst of my suffering and in the pain going, I'm grateful that I know that God is here. God yeah. is with me. Because mm-hmm. the belief becomes knowing. There is mm-hmm. a belief, and, and first we start with hope, then we begin to believe, and then we know. Mm-hmm. So even going through these little experiences or big experiences of, of, of pain and suffering, I know that God is there. And mm-hmm. when we begin to build our knowing and our awareness of, of our oneness, I believe that we, we get to move differently through these interesting times. Yeah, so good. Move differently. You know, yeah, in these interesting times. How interesting. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) Again, that pulls us out of judgment, you know, because, you know, we, I mean, death, bad, you know, loss, bad. Those are, those are judgments. And, and I'm not here to try to correct that for anyone because I have those same judgments. Loss, bad, death, bad, you know, and when, when I dip into the truth, there is no loss. Death isn't bad because there is no true death. Right. <sighs> you know, and, I know. And that doesn't mean that I don't experience grief and loss. It doesn't mean that, you know, and so, you know, when we get into that conversation about spiritual bypass, we're not trying to avoid feelings. We're not trying to avoid experience, but it's about the judgments that we make because those inform our beliefs, right? So sitting in the truth. Um, is is the way to to achieve no resistance. You know, I think that's was, what the song was speaking to. Absolutely, I was going to just say that. And and sometimes the resistance and sometimes the suffering, like you said, Rev, is when we um, are holding on to these belief systems. So my family are a family full of morticians and ministers, and my brother's a mortician. <laughs> He's also That's quite a, a family minister. business. 
quite a family business. And he was the first one who really taught me about um, him going into the mortuary business. It's that this is really just a gateway. And how do we focus on, and I, and I asked him once early on in his career, how do you embalm people? What do, what do you, how are you doing this? And he embalmed my aunt and he's embalmed my sister. I mean, he literally, our sister, he did this work. Wow. Just, wow. Just, Skip, they're not there. That, mm. That's not, that's, they're not there. They have gone into what he called heaven, which I call expansive good. Um, so where, what am I focusing on? And mm-hmm. that has been part of this journey of, of, of Peggy's transformation is, but she's on a journey of life after life. Mm-hmm. It's a constant reminder because I do want to make this a good and bad situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, Myrtle's words, just rest <laughs> your minds and heart and emotions and body in God mind. Is that self-talk? Do you have to do self-talk to yourself to remind yourself to rest? rest? Yeah, you yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, Myrtle taught that. She, you know, she healed herself from tuberculosis or something like that. We know that was a catch-all diagnosis in her time. But she sat in meditation for hours at a time and for years. You know, it took years for her to experience her healing. And, you know, that's that is commitment <laughs> that is learning you know and uh, yeah i think there is you know there is a learning curve to this work because if it came naturally we wouldn't even have to have the conversation right 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 um so i, I am very much around self talk i'm very much about that of sitting down and just having a conversation with myself having a conversation with God. And sometimes it is repetitive because these feelings come up. So sometimes it's, you know, God, God is right where I'm at, no matter what I feel. God is right where I'm at, no matter where I feel. And sometimes it's just that, that is my meditation. That could be my meditation today. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful because you're rewriting the thought patterns, you know, that might lead you to, you know, your sort of, um, learned path to suffering, right? That, you know, your, th- your, your thought habits, if you will, that might take you to a suffering story. You're, you're rewriting that you're interrupting that. And I think that's what the key is to, you know, to release, it's, you know, the mind typically and, and the emotions that will engage that struggle. And so when we can interrupt the activity, then we can truly be in the flow. We can truly be in that state of non-resistance and experience true freedom because then whatever happens, we are still, still in the midst of it and connected to spirit, connected to self, both capital S self and lowercase S self, you know? What what has been really amazing and we've had the benefits of, of being of service throughout this pandemic in different ways. And and we have seen an outpouring of people wanting to find a relief from suffering. May it be prayer or may it be joining us on this radio show or, or our podcast or doing, there's been an outpouring of people saying, I want relief. I want to move past this, um, especially with 
this pandemic, also known as the sacred reset, which I love to call it. Um, and I believe that was a call for us to surrender, surrender to this process of what we're going, being home in isolation. And um, I love how we showed up. Yeah. I always say this. I wish that I had a little stock in Zoom right now. I had <laughs> so many Zoom calls, but yeah. thank God for Zoom. Yeah. You know, Zoom yeah. Good. Yeah. I, you know, the way that technology is so widely available, That's right. um, you know, has been a true gift throughout this whole pandemic experience because it has allowed people to stay connected who might otherwise have been very isolated and, the truth is there are plenty of people without access or ability and and who have experienced that isolation. Um, but boy, it has been a gift, you know, to be able to continue to connect and um, and and it has been part of, you know, my healing insanity throughout all of this to be able to yes. to do this work because in order to even have this conversation we're having today, we've you know we've got to do our own work around it and really, um, explore how we live into this or not and where we don't, you know. Yeah, and speaking of, 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 of what we're doing, we have a virtual retreat that's coming up. Yes, we do. <laughs> a playcation, end of summer playcation. Come on now. What, what a great title of a retreat, playcation, because playing, I believe, is the opposite of suffering. Yeah. So we get to play in a place of of um, just at the end of the summer, we get to play. Yeah. So August 28th, Saturday, August, August 28th. And um, we will have a registration available soon, like this week, I think, um, at 3, 3 p.m. Central Time. So it's the same time as the radio show, just a different day of the week. It's on Saturday. So you can go out and get your stuff done in the morning and, and uh, find a comfortable place at home or at a park, outside, in your yard, on your deck, whatever, you know, and, um, and log in. And it will be a three-hour retreat with uh, the three of us. And right. uh, we'll be working body, mind, and spirit. Body, mind, and spirit. And we had our first kind of meeting of, of going through what we envision. And uh, I think it's going to be, I well, no, I don't think, I know it's going to be a beautiful experience. Yes. And we want to invite you to, um, the great thing about retreating, which I love, is I get to release my everyday um, processes, my everyday um, I guess my habits and things I do and my routine, okay. that's where I'm looking for release. And I get to retreat from that to retreat to something. And um, we're giving you the opportunity just to let go of the busyness. And we know it's another zoom call, but it's going to be so interactive. We're going to move. Yeah. It'll be, to a right? it'll be a zoom experience, right? It'll be a zoom experience. Yeah, which which is going to lead into actually having a live um, event uh, in 22, which I'm so excited for in Hawaii. Aloha, y'all. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, give us the we, beach. <laughs> and then and, and Faith sent us a couple of places that she's looking at. Uh, they're beautiful, right? Oh yeah, yeah, amazing. I I cannot wait for this. So that'll be in September of 2022 is what we're aiming for and right. um those details should be um, unfolding very soon. So very she's soon. doing that legwork of getting it narrowed down um to the space and yeah, it's going to be amazing. You, you've never been to Hawaii, right? I have not. 
<laughs> I have not. You know, that I've is, been it's, it's, to the very edge of the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> You've been right at the edge, but yeah. you haven't jumped in. Okay, yeah. so that's going to yeah. be a great experience. Um, I used to live in Hawaii. Um, I was stationed at Hickam Air Force Base on the, on Oahu. And I always had a feeling that I would go back to Hawaii to even to retire um, or not really to retire, but I knew that there would be something drawing me back. I love, I love Hawaii. It's one of my very favorite places to be. And so I'm excited about that. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to share that experience with you. That's, it's going to be extraordinary. So until then, make plans for Saturday, August 28th, 3 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and I think that's is that 10 or 11 Hawaii time. Oh, I think it's 11 Hawaii time. It's, Hawaii. Or actually, it's going to be 10 Hawaii time, 1 Pacific time, and 3 Central Time. 3 Central Time. time. And four, four on the East Coast. Yeah, we're getting our East Coast. Well, you know, Hawaii is tricky because they don't do the daylight savings. So yeah. it's it's a different, you know, depending on what time of year it is, it's a different gap, time gap. <laughs> Which I still don't understand why we still do it, but I get it. <laughs> But, you know, we're not going to be worried about that on the 28th. We're going to be in our playcation. We're going to create a playful space of, you know, creativity. And, yeah, yeah. We're going to have, you know, a place of creativity. We'll do some body work. We'll move. We'll groove. We'll have some chanting and singing. And, oh, my goodness, it's going to be um, a solid three hours. It's funny, as you were talking, I just I just caught myself in the middle of a struggle because I always fight daylight saving times. I'm like, why? Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do it? I hate this every time we do this. I go through my own mental pisosity, <laughs> which creates my own turmoil and struggle and going, it's just... It's just a change of time, Skip. Breathe. You yeah. know, rest in God mind. Because <laughs> there that's is great no self awareness. Yeah, that's great no. self awareness. That's you know, like if we if we could add up all of those little ways that seemingly benign ways that we create struggle for ourselves. You know, if we could add that up, it's it's like you know when you go through all the ways that you um, overspend or you're spending money that you don't even realize you're spending that you don't need to spend. Um, you know, it, it, like if we we get clarity around that, and oh my goodness, it has massive it can have massive results, like for good. My Amazon account? Are you talking to me? Are you preaching to me? <laughs> <laughs> no sir, no sir. <laughs> I ask myself every time before I go and purchase anything these days, do I really need another pair of black shoes or do I really need a, another pair of Jordans or do I, I mean, I really have to have that self-talk because mindless spending creates suffering. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. when it's time to write out that rent check, y'all. It's yeah. like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, I love that you can laugh about it, you know, because that's, that's it. Like how, you know, if we can, position ourselves in such a way that, ah, oh, silly human, there I am being human again, being in my experience. And, and we don't have to shame ourselves. We don't have to belabor it. We can just simply release from it. Just like you just stepped right out of that daylight saving struggle. You just stepped right out of it. It's just an hour. Like, ah, an hour. I get it back. <laughs> you can get it back. <laughs> 
you know, it's funny because your body does really will acclimate to the time eventually, and it's mm-hmm. okay. It's just rest, rest in 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 God mind again. I I love that quote. That's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. So I remind myself, just rest. Yeah. Little skip, just rest. Just rest. I love it. Do you, I'm surprised you do you have an acronym for rest? Do um, have, I don't. Is yet. that an acronym? Yeah, I know you're gonna give me one. I know it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, you know, you put me on a spot now, so I'm, I might have one for the after oh, show. Oh, remember, everyone saves time. I know oh, that doesn't work. No, that's not good. That's not good, but it just kind of speaks to the whole daylight savings. <laughs> no, remind. No, I, you're gonna give it. You're gonna. You're gonna meditate on that. I, by by the um by the after show by the after yeah, party. There we I'll go. One. I'll work on that when we do our crossover uh, over to Facebook Live. Which I you love invite it. Yeah. Us on the after party where it's, it's you know, myself and Reb, we continue to move um, through this. And um, and I love this month. I'm feeling yeah. a little bit more free. Month, I'm feeling a little bit more free. <laughs> oh, and it feels so good, right? It feels it's so expansive, which is the truth of our being, right? It's the truth of the universe, and, and it really can be that simple in the moment. And we make it so hard. And so I think, you know, our path is like, oh, to be struggle-free. So how, when I when I get that awareness, why am I making a big fuss about daylight savings? Ha, ha, ha. I don't have to do that. You know, like it, it can be that simple. And that becomes the pattern of awareness and shift. Awareness and shift. Awareness and shift. I want to give I, you a big I, hug. Thank you. I, I received that hug, and I have a little saying that I always, you know, catch myself and going, "Oh, you know, Skip, that's a Gucci problem, honey." <laughs> there, there are other, there are other bigger things you could, if you want to worry. There's, that's a Gucci problem right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I get, I get to be in a place of gratitude. I'm talking about my body. I get to move though. I get to teach yoga. I get to get on mm. my spin bike, and I get to, that's I get to. You know, and shifting our perspective. Yeah, yeah. And same for me with, you know, my diet, my keto, paleo. I mean, literally first world problems. Which which food am I going to eat today? I get to choose, you know. And and that's, you know, not the case for everyone, even in my community, you know. So... Um, so I, I I close with gratitude. I close with and gratitude I, for the awareness, for the connection, and for the presence of God that abides through everything. And I echo that gratitude as well. All right. We'll see y'all next time. Speak. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.